the WMAY Morning News Feed. Live in studio, I'm Greg Bishop, and we're joined by Chris Hembro, the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce. Chris, thanks for taking time with us. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me in. How was your uh, Labor Day? It was good. Uh, it was <laughs> relaxing, but I've quickly learned that too many days off, I get bored far too easy. Yeah. I think I'm going to work forever if my health uh, permits. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, but you're not going to work forever at the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce. Well, that is correct. Yes. Uh, I have uh, recently accepted a position to join uh, Peerless Cleaning and Restoration. Uh, a number of your listeners are probably familiar with them, have probably used them uh, for uh, some of their services. Uh, Brad Wyke is the owner of Peerless, and he's been a good friend for, boy, a number of years. In fact, he joked with me the other day and said, you've uh, you survived the 12-year interview process. <laughs> uh, so uh, he's like family to me in a number of ways, and when he uh, spoke with me about an opportunity, I, I simply couldn't say no. So it's bittersweet. It's been a great seven-plus years at the Chamber, um, but I certainly look forward to uh, working with Brad uh, and his team at Peerless. Well, in that time you've been with the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce, we've seen uh, a lot of activity. Uh, we've seen uh, governments getting messed up with the bill backlogs and the uh, no budget passed by state government, that impact. And then we had a, a pandemic sweep in uh, and uh, change the face of retail, change the face of uh, you know food service and a variety of things. Uh, I guess just you know here, having been in the capacity you've been in, kind of assess the past seven years and the and the monumental things that you've experienced in the business community. Yeah, it's uh, there's never been a dull moment. Um, yeah, things are constantly changing. As soon as you think uh, they're going to stay the same, they they don't. Uh, and I like everybody, it's hard not to focus on where we are today. Uh, and uh, you know, back in June, I think most of our members, we have over 1,300 members of all shapes and sizes, everybody thought uh, we're finally seeing an end uh, to the pandemic as the numbers were looking better. And then as uh, things have uh, have turned in the other direction this summer, um, I, I think we find a lot of our folks just on edge, not knowing what the future is going to look like. We have to get past the pandemic and then the impacts of it. And one of the largest things that I hear about nearly every day um, are the labor issues. So many of our businesses simply cannot fill their positions. And I think, you know, employees would say they find themselves these days with the upper hand, uh, demanding higher wages, better benefits, more flexibility. And uh, so there's a competitiveness in the marketplace as it relates to labor uh, that didn't exist before uh, as well. I think there are a number of factors that are contributing to that. I, I think most folks, if we've been paying attention at all, uh, understand or know that the federal enhanced unemployment benefit has just expired. Right. I think about seven and a half million Americans uh, that were receiving that have now uh, come off of that assistance, uh, about 450,000 Illinoisans. And um, I think there's a real hope that that will drive folks back to the to the marketplace from a, a labor perspective. However, in a number of states that ended that enhanced benefit early, uh, there are some early indicators that it didn't make a a substantial impact in the uh, employability, or not the employability, but those who were employable jumping back into the into the workforce. What are some of the other factors you think are involved there if it's not that uh, yeah. enhanced unemployment, which did just end over the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's hard to, I, well, first, I think it's hard to nail, down, nail it down. Mm. But I, I do think that there's a combination of, I think there's a number of folks that are 
are fearful with the spread of the virus that's currently taking place. I was doing some reading over the weekend, and if I remember my numbers correctly, it said that we are the the case numbers and hospitalization numbers across the country are four times what they were a year ago, Labor Day weekend of last year. Um, and so there's a lot of fear for folks uh, to go back into the workplace. Uh, I think there are caregiving issues that folks are experiencing. I think there are also a number of folks who are considering career changes um, and trying to figure out what they're going to do next. And then I think with a lot of the assistance that was provided, there are some folks who, rather than uh, adding to this consumer spending trends with the additional dollars, have saved some of those dollars to buy some time to really determine what their future is going to look like. And then I know there's been a number of people, a number of folks I know, who've simply retired earlier than they thought they were going to because they were in a position where they can do so. I think there's a lot of factors contributing to it. And then I think also uh, some of the some of the demands that employees are making of employers and whether employers are able to meet those demands. So definitely not a uh, cookie-cutter uh, situation when it comes to people no. and labor uh, and when they uh, look for uh, getting back into the uh, the labor force. We're talking with Chris Hembro. He is the uh, Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce CEO here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, and I imagine that uh, the past year and a half um, has been uh you at the chamber and everybody else at the chamber your staff uh have really found themselves being the guide of sorts right i mean a lot of yeah. local businesses trying to make sense of mitigation efforts yeah. during the stay at home orders and whether they were essential or not and then we started seeing some business grants being made available to help people get by to the next uh, next period uh so a variety of other things uh, talk about how the the greater springfield chamber of commerce played that role of helping facilitate people and yeah. businesses to, to navigate uh, covid19 yeah, I've always uh, said that one of the best things we do is facilitate and get the right people with the right resources. Well, during COVID, it was a whole new challenge. I think one of them early on, uh, you know, we were all inundated with so much information and we had businesses just trying to filter through all of the information while they're still trying to keep their business operational, depending upon the kind of mitigations that were uh, placed upon them. And so we found ourselves being a, a collector of data and information and a filter li- literally 24-7. Uh, we were putting out summary emails and information about programs and assistance that was available. At the same time, we did a, uh, a small business relief fund that the, j- the chamber seated was uh, several thousand dollars, and we raised some additional dollars. And, and we early, early on, uh, end of March, 1st of April of 2020, we gave out uh, a number of grants, none of them large, but we assisted throughout the year of 2020. I think we assisted uh, between 80 and 90 small businesses financially uh, in in different ways, but to help uh, provide a lifeline between various assistance dollars that were available. So, uh, you know, we, we continued to operate. We were shorter staffed uh, because we no longer were doing large events. We weren't allowed to do so, as you know. Right. Um, we did a number of events in Phase 4 of the Restore Illinois right. plan right. with 50 people in a room right. spread <laughs> out wearing masks. Far, far different than the, what, 400, 500 people yeah. at the most recent small business uh, yeah. gathering. But, yeah. So, we, you know, we just adapted and, and, and learned new things as, uh, as we were moving forward. And today we uh, are acting as what's been called a community navigator of the uh, Illinois' Back to Business Grant Program. Uh, it began in, in mid-August, I think, around the 18th. The application process stays open until October 11th if the funds last us $250 million from the American Rescue Plan Act. 
Um, it does prioritize those businesses and organizations that did not receive PPP funds or the state's previous program, uh, the, the business interruption yeah, the business grant, interruption big, grant yeah. the big program. Doesn't mean if somebody received those dollars that they shouldn't apply. But they won't be at the top of the priority list. Also, the hardest hit industries are, are a high priority in this process. But we would certainly encourage folks that you're better off to get your grant application in uh, in week four than you are in week eight. Uh, that'll move you closer to the top as they shuffle through the different priorities. Anybody who needs assistant can, assistance can reach out to me directly. It's a fairly simple process. Uh, call me at the chamber office, 525-1173, or send me an email. I would be happy to uh, schedule some time to get uh, get together with you. We also have some hours at the Lincoln Library um, at 7th and Capitol, uh, where a number of different community organizations are providing uh, technical assistance uh, for folks uh, in actually helping them fill out their grant application. So that's some of the work that we're currently yeah, doing. Yeah, and it just kind of shows how uh, the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce is, has been there for business before COVID, and you really see the importance of having such an organization uh, and events such as uh, dealing with the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and its impacts on businesses. Uh, Chris Hembro with us from the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce, finally here, the state of business. Uh, we talked a little bit about the labor issue. Uh, yeah. Issues that there are, but uh, in general, you know, Springfield's got uh, a strong footing of uh, healthcare, strong footing of education, strong footing of state government. What other things do you think that Springfield could attract, and how do we go about and in, in, in doing that? Yeah, you know, the the community. Uh it's been about three years ago now. Uh, launched or created the Springfield Sangman Growth Alliance, and I, I don't. Uh, we were talking off air about Ryan McCready, the CEO. Ryan's a really sharp guy and doing specific work in the attraction area. And on their website, they have a, a, a section on targeted industries, and and their outline, if you will, real quickly, would be health and life sciences, anything and everything related to the medical community. As you stated, we have a regional medical center that's second to none. Right. Um, I've experienced some of it personally. <laughs> And uh, fantastic. And so the Mid-Illinois Medical District is an area around the hospitals and the SAU School of Medicine that offers some great opportunities. There's been about $600 million in capital investment over the last uh, decade or so. Professional services. Springfield has a lot of finance, uh, insurance, engineering services, back office services. Uh, That's another area that is really being targeted for attraction. Technology. Between our higher education institutions, there's fantastic uh, educational opportunities. And with the growing needs in professional services, there's always more needs for technology. Uh, For example, out at UIS, I think their top degree program, both undergrad and master's, is in various computer science and technology. Uh, Manufacturing logistics. A lot of people don't think about Springfield logistics from a logistics standpoint. In an eight-hour drive, you can reach 90 million people from Springfield, Illinois. An eight hour radius. That's uh that's that's quite a um quite a figure to to, to yeah. hear. Wow. And when you think about that, yeah, and this is the kind of data that I was talking with Ryan about recently. Yeah. And we've got five class one railroads that come right through this community. So the the ability to manufacture Illinois is the fourth largest manufacturing state in the in the country. So the ability to manufacture and then distribute goods 
uh, throughout the Midwest is is really profound. We sit right at the intersection of two major interstate highways with I-55 and I-72 and with the class run one railroads that are here. Uh, the ability to distribute goods is, is really significant in an area, I believe, for our community to seize on. And Ryan and his team are doing a lot of work in that area behind the scenes. You always have ag. I mean, we're, what, the second leading import exporter of Soybeans, corn, corn and, corn and soybeans. Yeah, everything related to food <laughs> sure. processing yeah. and agriculture. So there's there are a lot of opportunities for growth. And typically, those folks who are looking for where they want to locate a business, the top three things are the availability of, of an educated workforce, proximity to transportation assets, which we have, and a quality of life. And I think we offer a great quality of life. Um, as well as a great cost of living that's a part of that. Well, I think, uh, I can't remember which magazine it was, but early on in the pandemic said yeah. that uh, Springfield was like the top yeah. place Bus- post-pandemic. Yeah. Business Insider, I think it was in June or July of 2020, yeah. that study or article has been updated recently. Sure, but they sure. still have Springfield and Sangamon County in the top five places. Wow. One of the reasons was because a little over 40% of the current job opportunities in, in our market can be done remotely. Wow. And that's a part of the reason uh, for that, along with cost of living. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hembro, Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce, greatly appreciate you taking the time yeah. with us today. Uh, let's connect again soon. When are you done at the uh, Greater Springfield yeah, Chamber of Commerce? Now is, uh, I, you know, I really want to be there to assist as much as they want me to assist sure, in, yeah. in, in a time of transition. So the expectation currently is to wrap up my time there at the end of November. I wanted to really give them a, a, a longer runway. Now, they may want to push me out the door sooner. Who oh, knows? sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. So, uh, <laughs> well, I'm uh, sure Peerless, plan as we uh, as we sit here. I'm sure Peerless would uh, welcome you earlier than, uh, than later. So yeah. uh, good deal.